1: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming releases. Welcome to another episode of the pod, episode 229 to be exact. I am Simon Fink, your host. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If it is your first time with us, welcome. If it is uh, not your first time, welcome back. Regardless, we do appreciate you listening uh, and supporting us. If you feel like supporting us in any other way, please go ahead, follow us on any of our socials or subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. All those links are in our show notes. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, up the top of this episode, we want to say a huge thank you to Kyle at Play It Again Sam for his help with today's guest. I realise that we're in January right now. We are just removed from 2022's year-end lists, the best of the year kind of album lists. But I, I stand by what I'm about to say. I have a feeling we'll be revisiting our guest record later this year when that season comes back around. Our guest today is Samia, and we are having a chat in support of her brilliant new record, Honey. Honey is her second record, and it does see her play around a bit more as an artist and a songwriter. In our conversation, Samia mentions that she was originally going to kind of make more of a folky pop sounding record but i think anyone who has heard some of the singles from this know that they've already pushed way past that barrier they've gone straight through it um singles mad at me and sea lions both kind of experiment with drum machines and push her original sound a little bit further i love that this record also has different shades to it and it can be quite vulnerable and 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 somewhat dark (laughs) um in humor like in the opening track of kill her freak out um, it's a brilliant, brilliant track. And then it just kind of goes to this other end of the spectrum where it's like full-on pop with the the aforementioned Mad At Me, brilliant single. Uh, Samia was not alone with this new musical uh, journey of hers. Rostam, who some people would know from Vampire Weekend and a previous guest on this podcast, helped out with certain production of the record. And you can hear it in tracks like Mad At Me. There is a certain sheen to it that uh, Rostam previously worked with artists like Haim or Charlie XCX. And you can kind of hear that in the sound of mad at me. One of the other songwriters that she worked with for this record was one of our favorite songwriters, also a previous guest on this podcast, uh, Mr. Christian Lee Hudson, who wrote a good portion of the record with Samia. The two appear to work brilliantly together. If you do get a chance, please listen to the track. To me, it was, it is a gorgeous track in today's episode, we speak to Samir about working with Christian and the songwriting of this record. We speak to her about the reaction that the record has received thus far and and kind of all the, the great press that she is receiving regarding the record. Um, and we do chat to her about whether we can expect to see her in Australia later this year. It appears that those talks are already in the works, they've already begun, but we'll let her go into that detail for you in the episode Lastly, we also chat to Samir about her mother who a lot of you would know if you are a child of the late 80s sorry, or early 90s, you would know the actor Kathy Najimy. She is from Sister Act, she is from Hocus Pocus and many other films. She's had a career on Broadway as well and she happens to be Samir's mother. We discuss whether the two would ever collaborate on a project together and I think that answer is a little bit more unclear But you'll just have to listen to find out. Here is our conversation with Samia. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Samia. Hello.
0: Hey, how are
1: you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today?
0: Good, thanks.
1: Thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. I understand, and I could be very wrong, so please correct me. You're currently in Nashville.
0: Yeah, I'm in Nashville. i home.
1: Beautiful. What's it uh, What's it like in Nashville at the moment?
0: It's great. It's really cold, um, but it's great. My dog is uh, freaking out and wants to go outside. <laughs> I like get a couple more days. Here with my dog and my boyfriend before i have to go on tour girlfriend chill <laughs>
1: what kind of dog what kind of dog do you have
0: she's a she's a mix she's a bunch of things but she's like a hound dog she's a black cur and a rhodesian ridgeback okay.
1: she's a
0: real southern dog <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I personally love Nashville, uh, have only been there the one time for a, for about a week or so, but beautiful, beautiful city. Um, I don't. You're not originally from Nashville, though, are you? Are you originally from LA? I'm
0: from, uh, yeah, I was born in LA, then I, I spent 10 years in New York and then I came here about two years ago.
1: What drew you to mm-hmm. Nashville at the time?
0: New York was pretty desolate during the peak of quarantine and I was getting really sad there and I knew I wanted to go somewhere or you could spend time outdoors, um, during that time. And then I met my boyfriend who's from Tennessee and, uh, came down here.
1: (laughs) Very fair. I can appreciate that. A bit of a bit more space, a bit more free air and, and, and someone there as well always helps. Samir, it's an extremely exciting time at the moment. So I feel very blessed to be chatting with you. It is um, the, the second record from yourself, Honey, has only been out for, I wanna say, around four or five days, um, but it seems to be kicking goals everywhere. I think it might be somewhat early to say this, but I stand by it in that we might see this album come back around at you know, the end of the year, those best of lists. But firstly, congratulations on this record because it is a beautiful record. <laughs>
0: Oh man, thank you so much. That means a lot to hear. It's been a really scary process. The highs have been high and the lows have been low. So I'm just grateful to (laughs) to, to get any of
1: this. Of course. How are you, um, I guess, yeah, how are you feeling with these, these records being, as you just mentioned, there are both highs and lows of releasing a record. How are you, now that it's out there, is there a sense of relief for yourself?
0: There is. Yeah. I've, I've also just never had this many people paying attention to anything that I'm doing. So it's been, it's been a lot and it's, um, it's, I just feel so lucky that I get to meet strangers and connect with strangers over this music, especially because it's, it's the most honest I've ever been in my writing. And so it feels like I get to really lead with my self, my true self. And I'm, I'm excited about that.
1: Of course, and as you mentioned before, that does appear to be, not to stress you out at all, obviously saying this in a very positive way, (laughs) um, that there there are a lot more people watching. I I kind of put together some quotes that we'd found from the record that have come out in the last few days. um, And some, and I won't read all of them, I'm not going to be like a proud parent and embarrass you, but I will just go through. (laughs) That's really nice. (laughs) There was one that said shattering power, one that said that Samir is this year's breakout set to follow in the footsteps of, I think, Phoebe Bridges and Mitski. Um, this indie rock star is ascending quickly, devastatingly emotional, sublime. W- what are your thoughts on this kind of reaction? Because I guess when you're recording it, you're, you're not, you've got a different perspective on these songs, but now that they're out, is this kind of what you thought the reaction would be?
0: I just had no idea and um oh yeah I think I spent a lot of time with my first record trying to be impressive and I had a lot of really good friends in my life this time around encouraging me to just to be myself and um forcing me to be honest about what that means and um and I just feel like if there ever was a time to be sharing my work with more people it's it's now because I, I think I've just I've learned a lot in the past couple of years and I'm, I'm really grateful that I have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that uh, I believe one of the people that you worked with on this record was Christian Lee Hudson, who is a brilliant songwriter. We've um, had the pleasure of ch- chatting to him on the podcast before. Um, I guess, firstly, how, what was that experience like? How did you guys, how did you, actually, firstly, how did you guys even link up?
0: I've always loved him, and he's one of my favorite songwriters, um, of course, and, uh, I don't remember how we first, I think I, I think I, like, chased him down at a show and cornered him and forced him to talk to me, and, and he's <laughs> the nicest person in the world, so it, that was, uh, it was easy to do, and... And we ended up just like sort of being in the same spaces coincidentally and um he did a cover of one of the songs on my first record and then and then we started writing together and it was it was just one of those really natural moments that are, that are rare for me because I'm really shy and have a hard time opening up that way with strangers and uh so I hold on tightly to those kind of collaborative relationships and he's, he's one of like very few um super important ones in my life
1: I think that, because having a look, there's a number of tracks that you guys worked on together, um yeah. to me, it was is a beautiful track. Mm-hmm. is Is there a set collaboration process when you are songwriting with someone else, or is it kind of different each each song that you that you begin?
0: Um, I think it's different with each person, but, but the songs I've written with Christian have all sort of gone the same way where we're like digging through our iPhone notes for things that we've written down and wanted, you know, intended to put into something and, um, and just sort of talking about things and telling jokes until something feels like it's worth singing about, um, and yeah and then my friend Caleb who produced the record is the other person that I write with the most and um I think yeah it's just a lot of talking through stuff and then deciding what the thesis is
1: after hours of doing that (laughs) (laughs) I I can very much appreciate that I think that there's um uh, like an appreciation to be had for songs that are mulled over and you know overthought about two hundred different times until you actually kind of settle on what the song is.
0: Yeah, it takes me it takes me a lot of time and a lot of thinking and hindsight, especially.
1: <laughs> the um the the sonics of the record are beautiful. I feel like there's lots of um more intimate tracks, and then there is kind of also a more poppier sound on, on some of the the singles um, or more electronic sound, whatever you want to kind of call it. When you went into the process of recording this record, was there a discussion on what you wanted the record to sound like or a cohesive sound or was it just we make what we make and whatever comes out is, is what it is? <laughs>
0: I've always been all over the place with genre and the times that I haven't been, I've sort of been like heavily influenced by other people. And I think I just like listening to lots of different types of music and, um, I just try to write the song first and then hope that the production supports the sentiment of the song. Um, so our intention with this record was to write like an acoustic guitar record with a bunch of like pretty folk songs. And that's what we went into it thinking we were going to do. And then like mad at me and Amelia happened and they <laughs> just like couldn't be less that way. And, um, uh, yeah, for better or worse, I just I sort of the sentiment of those songs drove the production choices and it's, it's all based on what we were feeling in the moment. And, and, uh, yeah, it just sort of sounds like the environment that we were in.
1: I can very much appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious because I know that you've had, as you mentioned, that you've always kind of been um, interested in a lot of different genres. I know that for a period of time at a younger age, you were more into musical theatre. Do you remember kind of at what point that changed to like an indie rock, indie folk kind of sound?
0: Well, I really fell in love with Nirvana uh, and that's a huge leap obviously (laughs) from like Sondheim. Um, But but I think I like them for the same reasons. And I think I just, I like people's unique voices and I love getting a window into someone's stream of consciousness. And um, I, I fell in love with like Elliot Smith and Nirvana and Daniel Johnston and the national all around the same time. Um, So yeah, the transition was sort of um, miraculous and, strange uh, but but I still you know the, the kind of musical theatre that I grew up on I still really appreciated and listened to
1: dare, dare I ask what kind of musical theatre that was
0: it's mostly Sondheim it's mostly like really um lyrically dense stuff that mm. is trying to tell a lot of stories at once
1: of course look I, the, the classics are classics for a reason I, I can appreciate that um <laughs> 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 I know that um and I know you've spoken um about your your parents previously. I don't want to get too much into that, but I feel that um your your mother has had uh experience on Broadway as well with um with I think a Burt bacharach style show or Back to Bacharach, and David was her show that she kind of co-created. Yeah for anyone. Listening to the podcast, you would recognize Samir's mother. It is uh, Kathy Najimy, who also is in Sister Act and Hocus Pocus and another bunch of other things. But I'm curious. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: How, because I I don't know about you, I feel like if I had a history we in that world somewhat, I would maybe, um, end up in, in that more traditional kind of space, you know, doing Bacharach style songs, then, then folk, (laughs) what do your um, what do your parents kind of make of the music that you are making?
0: They're so supportive. And I'm, I'm really, really lucky to have parents who are just like, whatever you want to do, like we're going to be there cheering for you. And that is, um, something I could never take for granted. And also I think when I chose the genre that I chose or the world that I chose, they were like super unfamiliar with it, which is cool because it allowed me to sort of make my own way in that world and, and figure it out for myself. And that was the music that I naturally gravitated towards. But I think I've definitely been able to hold on to the values that, um, that the world of musical theater that they introduced to me taught me. Um, Mm -hmm. and it definitely seeps into my writing now too. So I'm sort of just like a big, uh, conglomerate of all of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Could, um, has there been any discussion or could we ever expect like a possible collaboration between yourself and, and, and your mother?
0: Oh my goodness. Definitely not, but (laughs) (laughs) but the collaboration happens in, in other ways, but I don't think we'll, um, we just do such different things, but she's, yeah, we're always, um, cheering for each other.
1: (laughs) Which is lovely. And and I very much understand uh, that it might be too, too weird to see a collaboration. Who knows? Maybe in the future. I'll keep my fingers crossed. But Maybe w-
0: someday. Maybe someday. we Yeah. We're definitely <laughs> singing together in the kitchen all the time. So if somebody gets a video of that, that'll, yeah. that'll be the collaboration.
1: <laughs> um, Samir, if you'll allow me to, I was hoping we could discuss um, my favorite track from the record. Uh, this one was the one that just kind of jumped out to me the most. Uh, I know it's also, I'm not sure how much uh, you've been keeping abreast of of reactions and and the reception of the record. I believe it's also the pop star Maisie Peters' favourite song as well um, was Charm You, which is a beautiful track.
0: Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I missed your question at the beginning. I think I got a little.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Um, I was just going to say, are you able to take us behind, I guess the scenes of where this song came from and the catalyst from where, yeah, where Charm You came from?
0: Yeah, I, I went on a really good date and that's song is really supposed to be making fun of myself and how I process my interactions with people. Um, I went on a really good date and was worried that I wouldn't be able to sustain the personality that I was performing on the date, uh, for very long to impress this person and, uh, uh go into a coffee shop wrote it all on a piece of paper and I sent it to my friend because I didn't have any uh instruments and he he wrote the the chords and the melody and uh so yeah that was one of the funniest like most impromptu collaborations I've ever I've ever done and it, it's still the story still uh means a lot to me but yeah that one's just sort of mocking myself and uh my trying to convince myself to show my true colors so that someone would like me for who I am
1: Thank you very much for sharing that because I do I do love that track.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> Are you someone who, because I feel like self-deprec- self-deprecating is, uh, self-deprecation, sorry, is a, it is something that is in your lyrics. I feel like it is why you and Christian Lee Hudson do work quite well together. <laughs> um, is <laughs> there a, a balance, I guess, between being self-deprecating but then also not... Um, I guess finding a line where you're not too hard on yourself or it doesn't come across that you're just too self-hating, if that makes sense.
0: I think especially with this record, I was trying to accept the parts of myself that were self-deprecating and lean into the humor there, but also like doing it in support of myself too and like sort of maintaining this level of like, Understanding for myself, and I tried to sort of end every song with like a little bit of um, just a little bit of like something that is self soothing or optimistic. Um, more so than I think on my first record, I was just like, it was just a lot of self loathing and a lot of like wishing that I could <laughs> be different. And this one, this one, I was at least in my own head working towards self acceptance a little, a little bit more. <laughs>
1: No, look, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> um, I know you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation that you've got a few more days at home before you head out on tour. Are you, firstly, I guess, are you someone that enjoys touring?
0: I do because I tour with people that I really love and who I've been touring with for a long time. Um, I know a lot of people who don't share that experience, so I'm, I'm, I feel really, really grateful for that and um it's exhausting (laughs) it's really (laughs) exhausting but it's i'm just it's my favorite thing to do um
1: playing playing shows is my favorite part of all of this so i'm
0: yeah i'm stoked
1: (laughs) are you um i imagine that one of the things to be excited about is playing some of these new songs in in front of crowds um do you enjoy the process? I, I guess not so much with these songs because they're already out, but are you someone who, who road tests new songs while you're on the road as well?
0: Yeah. Be, um, I don't really have any new ones to road test this time. Cause we were touring so close to the release, but um, we did that last tour and uh, yeah, I think every tour I've been on up till now I've, I've played some songs from records that haven't come out.
1: It is. Um, I guess one of those things where when you go to see an artist and they do play a new song, it is very exciting to kind of see, almost like it in the works, like it might not be fully formed or... Um, so I imagine that there are, are lots of fans, regardless if there's new songs or not, who are excited to to go and see you. It, it does kind of beg the question, and I do have to ask, with this tour, I think it's covering the States for the next month or two or three, can we expect to see you uh, touring Australia at any point? Maybe this year.
0: I would really love to. I know we're talking about it. It's so hard, just financially, to get you know the whole band over. But I would, <laughs> I would really love to do that. And um, yeah, just sort of uh, journeying beyond North America at all
1: would be <laughs> would be really great. <laughs> Well, that is very exciting. We are very, very excited to see you uh, down here, if that does or when that does happen, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Have you toured uh, much uh, outside of the States before?
0: We've played one um, headline show in London and we opened for Maggie Rogers on her, the first half of her um, tour in the UK in November. So, I mean, that's really all we've we've done outside of north america and I'm, I'm yeah i'm so excited to do more of that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i am sure as as we've mentioned the attention that this record is getting i'm sure that that is um simply a matter of when not if um samia uh, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to if there's anything at the moment that is uh, currently on high rotation for yourself
0: oh that is a good question i like the the Breakance record. Um, there's a song called 5G that, by Breakance that I've been listening to a lot. And um, oh, what else? <laughs> the new Lana Del Rey song. <laughs> yes. I think it's great.
1: Both very solid tracks. I think that, that 5G track seems to be quite popular at the moment because we've had a few artists uh, raise, raise that song as. as what they're listening to, really? which is really interesting.
0: Oh yeah. That's like, it's one of the most exciting songs I've heard in a long time. That was the first song that I put on repeat and didn't take off
1: of repeat. Uh, <laughs> probably <the best. laughs> well thank you for sharing both of those with us and um, Samira thank you so much for being on the podcast we very much appreciate it congratulations on Honey which is out now and we'll make sure all the links to everything are in the, the podcast show notes hopefully see you in Australia soon but yeah again thank you uh, for being on the podcast
0: thank you for having me this is awesome